0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Seabro's Fishing Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Mass Bay Guides. Mass Bay Guides is a family-run charter fishing fleet based out of Situate, Massachusetts. We've been providing anglers with the ultimate fishing adventure for over 20 years. Whether you're looking to put together a multi-boat corporate fishing trip, or you're an avid angler that travels the world and you're looking to catch a giant bluefin tuna, the Mass Bay Guides crew will do anything it takes to make sure you, your friends, and your family have a great day on the water. To book a trip with us, visit the Mass Bay Guides website at massbayguides.com. And for the latest reports, content, and other info, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at Mass Bay Guides. This episode is also brought to you by Deep. New England born and bred, Deep is inspired by the fit of the skate and surf retail world, anchored in the technical aspects of the outdoor and offshore fishing apparel market. Deep designs clothes that bring comfort in the elements and also at the bar and restaurant. If you guys visit www.shopdeep.com, you can check out all the new apparel that they have coming out this spring. And if you use the promo code SEARSBRO, that's S-E-A-R-S, bro, 20, you get 20% off your next order. We love these guys. Um, we've been friends with them for a while. Uh, what's cool about this company is, you know, some of the owners actually, they actually fish. They fish offshore. They fish the canyons. They giant tuna fish. They have a really, really good offshore program. So, you know, they're, they're making apparel and gear that, you know, truly does fit kind of the lifestyle and and some of the requirements that we have in, in the offshore fishing world. Welcome to the Seabro's Fishing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Rigging Station series that we're putting together is kind of a short form podcast series um within the Seabros fishing podcast on this episode I wanted to talk about early season striped bass fishing specifically focusing on the river systems that we have here in South Shore Massachusetts and Cape Cod and kind of how we how we approach um you know, the fun, schooly, striped bass fishing that we have here in, you know, early, mid-May when when the fish uh, just started to show up. And again, specifically the North River, it's, it's kind of a slightly different scenario um, than other places throughout Massachusetts because of the way that the herring runs flow into the North River. So early in the spring, there's a crazy abundance of bait way, way upriver in the brackish water that not a lot of people realize or understand. They don't it seems to be that a lot of people don't understand that when the bass arrive specifically in that area, they actually go way up river to feed before they start to settle in around the rocks and the mouth and and kind of the locations that are a little bit closer to the open ocean um for us anyways. So I just wanted to go through some of the tackle that we use. Um I know everyone's starting to get into get into spring prep and fishing mode being March and we've had a pretty mild winter here up in the northeast. So everyone's chomping at the bit to to get out there and bend a rod. So <clears throat> maybe this will help you pick up some new gear or re-rig your things in a specific way and take advantage of of this really fun fishery that we have relatively early in the season. This is I thought this would be a great a great follow-up to our last full length episode with Frank Pitten talking about getting kids into fishing because this fishery and the schoolie stripe bass fishery is specifically in the early season is, is perfect for, for young kids. Lots of numbers, good action, a lot of it's visual. They learn how to work a lure, they learn how to use spinning tackle, all different types of stuff. So, so without further ado, I'll kind of get started here. So the rods and reels and line and leader that we utilize are are pretty straightforward. We're fortunate that, that Penn is one of our partners, um, for our charter fishing fleet. So, so we utilize all Penn products, but you know, if, if you really any, Any rod or reel in this in the size range action, um, you know, would work for these for these fish and in this in this type of fishing. So, so we use seven foot pen battalion spinning rods, they're medium light rods with extra fast action. We prefer a seven foot or even six foot six sometimes, um, spinning rod for early season. And the reason for that is where we're fishing, the river isn't that big and we're trying to make really accurate casts or as accurate as you can be, um, into the mouths of little creeks and, and, um, you know, little pockets of the river trying to target fish that might be set up. It's not always like that early season, you know, when they come in, it can be acres and acres of breaking fish and it doesn't really matter, but having that seven foot rod allows you to be a little bit more accurate with your casting. So um, as far as reel size that we use, uh, we've really loved the, um, the Penn Clash 2500s. We could pick those up last year. Uh, Penn makes a lot of different, um, spinning reels. You know, their Slammer 3, the new Spin Fisher series. They're all excellent. The reason why we like the Clash for the river is they're very, very light. It makes it a lot of fun catching, you know, smaller fish, you know, in that, 16 inch to 28 inch range in the early season. So, um, the Clash are definitely lighter than a lot of the other spinning reels that they put out. There's a lot, obviously, a lot of different spinning reels in that 2000 to 3000 size on the market, but we've had a lot of good luck with those. Uh, we're also fishing in, in brackish water primarily up there uh in the North River or South River, uh depending on how far up you go. So it's not as harsh on your gear. You can get away with, you know, some lighter stuff that might not be sealed like the other the other reels on the market and things like that. So like anything, it's a it's a balance. But we had good luck with those uh last year and our customers had a lot of fun with them. As far as line that we put on those. 20 pound braid color, all that sort of thing. Doesn't matter. We prefer green. Um, if we can get it just a little bit less visual to the fish, but, uh, but 20 pound braid or 15 pound, um, even 12 pound is fine. We like 20 because we get a lot, we get a lot of use and abuse out of it with charters. So it just makes sense for us. Um, as far as leader, we use about two to three feet of 20 to 30 pound Berkeley pro-spec fluorocarbon. Again, you can use any, any type of fluorocarbon that you like, but we use a lot of 20-pound. Then we just attach that to the braid with a uni-to-uni uni knot or um, all knot or, or something similar, whatever you're comfortable tying. So 7-foot rod, medium, light, extra-fast action, and a 2,000 to 3,000-size spinning reel will, will pretty much fit the bill for those early school fish. As far as key lures and artificials that we like to use early season, uh, you really can't go wrong with like a small spook or walk the dog style, top water lure, preferring that it floats and, and just making sure that it rattles or makes some sort of noise, uh, lures in you know, three to six inch range, eight inch sometimes, um, can be a little bit too big, um, up in there early season, um, not saying they won't work, but that three to six inch range tends to work fine. in colors that we use, black and silver, white, really any color is fine, but, but those two color combinations uh tend to be our go-tos. Another style bait that we use a lot of is the Ron's soft plastics with the uh with the jig head on the front of it. And the four to six inch size that Ron's makes really in any color is another good option. So sometimes we'll have a rod set up with a, you know, a hard body top water lure, and then another one of those light spinning rods set up with a four to six inch ron. So you kind of have two different actions and and you can cover different parts of the water column sometimes, um, depending on the tide and when you're fishing, obviously. But but those are two, two good options. And then the third, which, you know, Should be the first for us, but I want to save the best for last is we use the Sabeel Floating Magic Swimmer, the wake bait in the 110 green mackerel. It's almost like a bluish green on the top and a silver belly, and it's a hard body jointed lure, but this is a perfect lure to use for kids and people that aren't proficient in kind of the walk the dog motion with the spook that i talked about earlier all you have to do is cast it and slowly reel it and the lure does the rest this is one of taylor and and my go-tos we always have a rod with this on it Um, it is hands down the best top water lure that that we're using for that early spring fishery um, for stripers here where we are so that's the Sabio floating magic swimmer, the wake bait and green mackerel. Other, other colors work as well, but, um, but that color just seems to kind of match the hatch for the herring that are coming out of the runs and into the North River. So we, we use artificials for the most part, just drifting up and down the banks of the river or structure or wherever we may be in inshore Um, where we fish out of in situate and the rest of the areas within Cape Cod Bay. Um, Again, you can, you can adapt this tackle and these methods to anywhere you fish up here early, early season for bass, but uh, specifically that's where we're incorporating it. So we're usually drifting, casting, working a lot of water, you know, if we aren't in a, in a crazy, if feed in the river and and fish are all up on top. If we are in that situation, you know, there's, there's fish all up on top and we're having crazy numbers and good action. Um, even if we don't, one thing that we always have out early season, and a lot of people don't think that there's really big stripers up in that up in the rivers early, but there are. They go up there, they chase the herring. And when I say big, I'm talking 40, 50 pound class fish that can be up in there. So one thing that we always have when we're drifting and working artificials is we'll have a medium heavy fast action, bait caster, conventional style rod. Um, we use Penn International 975s. They're, they're older reels, but um, we just like the way that they function and they're reliable. Uh, you can use you know, Abu Garcia Ambassadors, 5500, 6500, some sort of small to medium-sized saltwater bait casting reel, preferably with a clicker. And what we'll do with that setup while we're drifting is, well, will have and in a weight just above the, the swivel on the leader. So you'll have your braid to um, put a weight on there, whether it be an egg sinker, rubber core lead. Um, they sell some leads that have swivels on either side. So you can tie it in line. You don't have to use a swivel, but some sort of, of lead. And then a about a four to five foot, 20 to 30 pound leader with a six O circle hook. We use a lot of the Mustad Demon Perfect Circles the 4.0 all the way up to 7.0 um, in there, depending on whether we're chunking or using whole baits or live baits. But specifically to this setup, we use what I just mentioned for rod, reel, line, hook, terminal gear. And then we'll use a whole meet, small to medium-sized mackerel or preferably a herring. And what, I, what we usually do in the fall tuna fishing is we'll save some of the herring or some of those size mackerel that I mentioned before and freeze them through the winter. So we have a batch to start with early season and those big lazy fish will be mixed in with those really small or schooly sized bass that you're having a blast on on top water. And we just have that one dead whole bait just off the bottom. So whoever's running the boat or you know, getting set up on the drift or, or whatever else is usually in charge of managing that rod because they're looking at the sounder the whole time and they can keep that bait just off the bottom. The two, the small schoolies will be too small to eat it. They might whack it a couple of times and look at it and you'll have to change baits out. But if you stick with it, occasionally you'll pick off a nice big fish early season um, doing that. So, as we move into future episodes and, and get closer to the season, we're going to do another rigging station uh, podcast focused on specifically anchoring, chunking, chumming, uh, kind of our bread and butter as we move into late May, June into July and how we how we fish day to day in those inshore waters and when we start to move from way upriver out into the rocks and another similar structure. We'll get into all those details, but for now, we want to get everyone started, get everyone primed to starting to think about early season striped bass, getting out of the winter doldrums and hopefully you you took something away from this. So as OG likes to say, can't catch them if you don't have a hook in the water, always trust your instincts and the rest, you'll just have to keep listening. Stay tight. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Seabros Fishing Podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Mass Bay Guides and Deep, for providing support for this episode. Uh, we also wanted to thank all the attendees that went to the February 29th Seabros Fishing Social Night. We had a great time, uh, a lot of great feedback um, at the show, after the show, on social media. We're definitely going to try to do a few more of those next year, kind of small scale social nights with a um, with a workshop incorporated into it. If you haven't already, if you could please go on Apple Podcasts and, and search for the Seabro's Fishing Podcast and and give us a five star rating so we can we can keep getting exposure to more fishermen, specifically offshore fisher fishermen around the world. Um, we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback that we've got on on all our previous podcast episodes, and we're going to try to keep as much content coming out to you as possible. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at seabrosfishing Fishing, and we're going to put some more details about these episodes, pictures, all that good stuff. And uh, you can also follow our, our charter fishing account at Mass Bay Guides. That's it for today. Appreciate you listening. Everyone stay tight.